Welcome to your best bets, Super Bowl podcast uh, part two. Uh, earlier this week, we did uh, Super Bowl props with uh, my buddy Rich, and we went through some prop plays, uh, some novelty props, some weird props, um, some props that we like that we're going to bet. Uh, and tonight, um, I think we're replicating this from last year as well, uh, previewing the actual game, matchups, storylines. Legacy talk, all that with uh, resident NFL expert Zach Fitzgerald. Zach, how are we? We are great. Looking forward to this game. Uh, the only way we could be looking forward to it is if Cincinnati was playing instead of Kansas City. Mm. But, but aside from that, uh, good games last week. Um, certainly, the Kansas City and or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, the Kansas City Cincinnati game two weeks ago was very, very good. Excellent, excellent TV. So. Yes. Pretty excited uh, for this one. Should be a pretty good game. It's always a little bittersweet, right? We've been doing football since September, and it's the biggest game, but it's also the last game. So it's it's kind of a tough pill. But the cool thing is NFL is literally a year-round sport because as soon as the Super Bowl's over, we'll start talking about the draft, free agency, um, all that. And both of our teams got a lot of needs to fill, but we're both at the top of the draft. So we'll have a lot to get to, even uh, – uh, after the Super Bowl. I agree. You know, when the Super Bowl comes around, I start to actually, you know, it is bittersweet and we do talk about the draft and I'm interested in that. But uh, for the first time this year, surprisingly, I kind of got that twinge of golf. So yes. uh, here in the last couple of days. So, you know, we're, we're kind of getting, we're, we're what, maybe like six weeks away from potentially being able to play golf. So that's exciting. Couple fifty degree days this week. Mm-hmm. A lot, lot of sun this week. Yeah, it's kind of felt half springish. That's awesome. Um, I, I know you're doing a winter league at the golf garage. I or am, are you? No. Okay. Must be another Fitzgerald. I have not swung a golf club in eight weeks. It's That's a Fitz, my dad. It's, yeah. it's a okay. I saw Fitzgerald. I thought it was you. I, I uh, my brother and I, of course, Tim. We're doing the winter league at golf garage. Mm-hmm. So it's been been nice to get some swings in. I uh, feel extremely rusty and way, way off, but uh, hey, it's early on. Um, Super Bowl 57. Um, this this game uh, really, I think, features the two best teams arguably all season now. If you want to say Buffalo for a stretch in the AFC, for a stretch Cincinnati maybe at the end of the season, but Kansas City's largely been there the whole way. Philly, from basically the start, has been the best team in the NFL this season. Um, uh, if you want to go back to our preseason pod that I did with Tim, I said bet the Eagles at plus 2,500, um, bet Hurts for MVP. Those, I mean, I'm fucking Nostradamus with, with, with the call on the Eagles. I largely I think I was on that podcast, too, and I told you you were crazy. <clears throat> And I believe so Hurts. I, I, I believe Hurts would have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt. Um, I really do. But uh, so here we are. I mean, I, I can't. I can't be more excited for this Super Bowl. I think it's an amazing matchup. Um, this line started and, and has basically been around one, one and a half in the two weeks um, since the game came out. So it's Eagles by one and a half and the over under at fifty one. Zach, I'm just going to ask you for your pick off off the top, and then we're going to go back. 
I will take Kansas City with the points and straight up, uh, and I will take the over. Yes. We're super boring because I like I like the same. I usually don't like the overs, and I, I'm a little worried about traditionally Super Bowls in the first quarter, kind of slow starts, ugly starts. But I just like both these offenses to score. Um, I don't know if, if anyone listened to my favorite uh, prop for this game. It's for both teams to score in the 20s or at least 20 points or more. And for the Chiefs to win, that's at plus 250. I happen to love that's uh, a mm-hmm. little parlay. Why the Chiefs? <clears throat> Mahomes. Um, yep. yep. I think, you know, what he did against Cincinnati, you know, being significantly more banged up than what he should be two weeks later, uh, was pretty special. Um, he's he's completed 51 of 73 passes, four touchdowns, no interceptions this postseason, uh, being hurt for one of the games. And I just think that they have no way to stop Travis Kelsey. I just don't think they have a way to do it. Um, and if they do, he has plenty of other weapons. But I, I see Kelsey being big in this game. I, I agree. I've, I, I've, I'm picking the Chiefs because although I feel like the Eagles are better at most positions, I think they're better on both lines i i think their secondary is good i think the receivers are great there's just something about i don't i i can't bet against mahomes i think mahomes is a cheat code um even in dire situations like the afc championship game when you were questioning whether he could even move by the end of that game and he just seems to find a way and um you know if it were if it were the eagles and the Bengals, i'd probably pick the eagles but there's something about the Mahomes factor. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And I think it's almost become, it's, it's kind of the point where you kind of take it for granted. I mean, he's been doing it for five years now, six years. And um, I, I just have faith that he'll figure out a way um, even against a team that I think is largely better and the roster is better. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I do have some concerns about, you mentioned Kelsey. I mean, what, what are their options if they just decide we're going to take Kelsey out, we're going to double team him every play, or um, you know, what's that look like? I don't know. I don't know what that'll look like, but I have faith in Andy Reid and and Mahomes to scheme it out. Uh, I mean, they've proven that that if you take away Kelsey, they can still win games this year. So uh, he's he's definitely throwing the ball around a lot more. You know, losing Hill, uh, everybody was a little bit concerned, and I heard something today that said. Uh, you know, very scary for other, every other team in the league when uh, Casey has made it to the Super Bowl and what essentially is kind of a rebuilding year for them. And, um, you know, it's probably, I guess, in my opinion, going to win it. So that is scary for everybody else. Now, on a side note, you said that if it was Cincy here, you would take Philadelphia. I would take Cincy still. So I just think that the Casey-Cincy game was kind of – Although I do think this is going to be a good game, I think the AFC was going to take this this year. Um, uh, so, uh, for me, I like Kansas City for all the reasons you're saying and that I've said as well. The Philadelphia is a great team. I mean, they're running the ball well, uh, and that's a that's an issue for Kansas City. So, if Philadelphia can run the ball on the ground, keep Mahomes off the field, I see that as a pathway for them to win. But if they're not capable of doing that, I don't think Hurts can beat 
Mahomes in a passing game, not to mention the fact that he hasn't seemed to be the same as a passer since he got injured. So I'm always going to trust Mahomes' arm over Hurts, and that's mm-hmm. – I mean, it's going to have to be an an extremely large gap in team ability for me to take Hurts over Mahomes in a game. What about this thought? If if the Eagles do win this game, it's because not because of Hurts. It's because of just how good the the rest of the roster is. And I guess my point is is I I, I said this earlier or just a couple minutes ago that. I mean, I think the Eagles' defensive line arguably is the best in the league. I do have some concerns from the Chiefs' standpoint about being able to block uh, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat. Um, I mean, the Bears traded Robert Quinn to the Eagles, and he's like their eighth or ninth defensive lineman, and he plays like 10 snaps a game. That's how good their defensive line is. And I do have some concerns about the Chiefs blocking them. But if, if the Eagles win this game, I think it's largely a byproduct of how good the whole team is, and it's not because of Hurts. That's where I stand if the Eagles pull this off, which is why I might put some MVP bets on a couple long-shot Eagles. Not necessarily long shots, but like Devontae Smith's at 30-1. to 1. I think he mm-hmm. was going to have a good game. That number's pretty enticing. I might I might even uh, look at Hassan Reddick at, at farther down the board. I, 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 I have some questions about Hurts, and it might burn me, but I don't I don't know if he's – he hasn't shown me anything yet this postseason, largely because he hasn't had to, and I don't know if I have faith in him to show up and have a 300-yard, three-touchdown game uh, in this one. I agree with you, although, I mean, I don't want to discount Hurts. You know, I did that earlier in the season, and it kind of bit me. But, you know, he's a fine quarterback for their system. It's just that he hasn't looked the same since he got injured. You know, Mahomes' injury is a lower body injury, so it doesn't affect his throwing. Hurts' injury was a shoulder, I believe. So, you know, that's going to affect you until you're capable to rehab for a significantly longer time than the two or three weeks that he took off. Uh, when he came back in week 18, he did not look the same. He has not looked the same in the playoffs. So I guess what you're saying is is fairly reasonable to say with what we've seen is, you know, it's going to certainly have to be more of a team effort. And I guess that's kind of discounting, you know, the Chiefs saying this. The Chiefs have good players. I don't – I think it kind of gets thrown on Mahomes and Kelsey, you know, their success a lot of the time. But they also obviously have to have good teams. But Philadelphia as a team this year is fantastic. And again, I'll admit it, when you were talking about it earlier this year, I did not understand it. But certainly as the year went on, I started to get it. I, I think you mentioned earlier about the run game. I, and I think I think an Eagles win is going to be a byproduct of a Miles Sanders, you know, maybe a 100-yard game, Hurts 50, 60 yards, even um, some some – some plays made by Gainwell or Boston Scott. I mean, they've been fairly, I mean, really dominant with the run game this whole season. Uh, we saw it with the Giants game a couple <clears> weeks ago as well. So if if I'm looking for, uh, uh, you know, a matchup that I think that the Eagles can expose, I think I think that's one of them. I also think mm-hmm. that they do have. I mean, if if Ertz is healthy and he has time to throw, I do think. I do think Devontae Smith and and AJ Brown can create some separation with the Chiefs secondary, which is largely really, really young and inexperienced. They can, but if they do that, then they have to stop Chris Jones. And if Chris Jones has a good game, 
then that's going to be very difficult for Hertz because if Hertz consistently has to move around and throw off balance, you know, and not be as stable as normal, again, that shoulder is going to become an issue. Um, you talked about the run game. Um, actually, Gainwell has outrushed Sanders in the playoffs. I, I couldn't believe this when I saw it, but it's like Sanders has 28 rushes to Gainwell's 26, and Gainwell has 160 yards to something like Sanders 128. So they have a pretty balanced run game between the two of them. And if you can have two guys that that can consistently run the ball and go against Kansas City's weakness, that's another path to win. So. Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about uh, can Kansas City's offensive line hold up. And it did make me kind of remember when they played Tampa Bay two years ago and completely dominated uh, Kansas City because the offensive line could not stop Tampa Bay. Yes. So if that happens, you know, we could see a repeat of that. I just don't see it happening. I just, I just don't see it happening. It's It's – if Kansas City can make the Super Bowl this year when they are really a down year, and I think that I had heard that the only two teams that had played more rookies this year than Kansas City was the Bears and Houston. That's impressive. Yeah. I want to talk about Philly, the way they built this roster. I mean, two years ago, they were, I think, 4-12, and 4-13. I can't remember if that was the point. They had the 16 or 17-game season, but, I mean, they're doing it the way that kind of the way that the Seahawks did it in the mid 2010s with the quarterback on the rookie deal. Um, so they can really build their roster around him. You know, the, conversely, the Chiefs, they had to pay Mahomes. They couldn't, they couldn't uh, re-sign Tyreek Hill because of that. Um, that's why I think, and I think you, you sort of alluded to it earlier. That's why it's so impressive. The Chiefs have gotten back here because the roster is now to the point where they're trying to support Mahomes and, and that contract while the Eagles are just – they're fairly strong even throughout with that rookie contract. It's what the Bears are trying to do with Fields right now or anyone that drafts that rookie quarterback. You're hoping by year two, three, probably year three especially, that you can build a team um, around that guy on that cheap deal. So the Eagles have done it. They've done it well. Um, and I mean, it looks like they're going to have staying power because, uh, Nick Sirianni seems to be the guy. I, I had some questions about him, but, uh, I've, I really like what I've seen from him. He's kind of a, he's kind of a dick in interviews as well. And, uh, I don't know, he's got this attitude and I, I I'm kind of, I'm kind of here for the Eagles. I think this is just the start of a nice run for them. I really do. Uh, you cannot, you can't argue with results and they have a strong team. With Hertz, I'd heard something today. Somebody was saying that they're basically kind of going off of that exact same model that they won the Super Bowl with, what was it, like six years ago, five, six years ago, um, where they had Wentz on a rookie contract at that point and a great team around him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens if they pay Hertz down the road uh, and see if they're able to keep the team together. But I do remember hearing that the owner had come out and said that Hertz had satisfied all the wishes that they wanted in a quarterback and he had nothing to worry about and they were going to extend him and he was going to So interested to see what happens in that case. Let's talk Mahomes. Um, third Super Bowl appearance. He's uh, he's won one. He's gonna win his second MVP, five straight AFC championship 
taxes. Age 27, if he retired tomorrow, he's arguably a Hall of Famer. If he wins, yes. if, if Casey wins and he wins his second Super Bowl as a starting quarterback, he joins already very, that'd be pretty small group of quarterbacks. He'd be the 13th quarterback with two Super Bowl wins or more. Um, I mean, this a, a win on Sunday kind of crystallizes him as an, already an all-time great. I mean, a lot of people, if you look on the greatest quarterbacks of all times, have Mahomes in the top five already. So, I mean, he's already kind of considered an all-time great. He, he's, I think we said it before, or or I had said it when we were talking about greats. He's the only guy right now that has the ability to potentially catch up to Brady. Um, Seven. Now, Brady obviously, what he has a possibility, man. I mean, come on, he has a possibility. Look at what he's doing this year. Anything's possible, but. I mean, he's doing it on a down year. You just never know what happens. But he he's certainly, I, and, and you and I have talked about this, I think it's going to be, you know, him and Burrow and maybe Allen, if Allen, you know, can keep himself under control and be a little bit less prone to turnovers for the next 10 or so years competing for for the the MVP potentially with Herbert, you know, if Herbert can can get a team around him and they can figure that out, San Diego. But those four together, I just think, are a treasure trove of fantastic quarterbacks. So that's exciting. Yeah, I think Mahomes is certainly already would go down as a top 10 quarterback in almost everybody's eyes. And I've seen people, I think I saw, and it was on ESPN, they were talking about it. It was a gentleman that had said that that Joe Montana was not in his top five, uh, but he had actually put Mahomes number two already. So that people have him high. I mean, no, he obviously I, has I, the talent. I, yeah, I know. I'm I'm just laughing because I it's it sounds absurd, but it is. It's you can't really argue it because even though he's young and you know. He hasn't been around a long, long time. When he has been around, he's been absolutely dominant. He's been the best player on the field in almost every setting. And um, the the window for them is open. It's going to be open for quite a while. And um, I, I think I was. Career. I think I think this was a podcast I did with, with Johnny and uh, Brian Straley, but we were talking about you're a Colts fan, right? Yeah. So. You're, you're going to have to deal with, what, the next 10, 12 years getting by Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, um, you know, Justin Herbert. That's, 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 an, that's a tough task to look at and say, how are we ever going to win a Super Bowl when we're going to have to get through a postseason? We'll probably have to beat maybe two of those guys in one postseason. It just seems like a really tall task at this point. And conversely, in the NFC – it just seems like there's it's more open right now with there's just a, a number of less dominant quarterbacks. You know, Hertz is is there. We don't know what Rodgers is gonna do. A lot of rumors with the Jets. Um, there's really good teams in the NFC, but not not the type of dominant quarterbacks that the AFC has. So good luck. Good luck, Colts. I you know, as a Colts fan, I'm not 
I'm not delusional. You know, we we won one Super Bowl in 16 years of Manning and Luck, and that is embarrassing. So um, it, it wouldn't – I'm not going to be surprised at all if we don't do anything for the next 10 or 15 years, and it, it's not going to hurt any more than what it did to watch us, you know, dominate in the po- or regular season and then whittle away and not win Super Bowls in the regular season or in the postseason. So – as a Colts fan, I uh, even through the great years, I feel like we didn't do what we needed to do. So it's not it's not surprising. I, I really just want my fantasy football team to win anymore. So that's that's kind of where my fandom is. I know that's terrible, but it's well, really I, where it is. I didn't even I didn't even name like Trevor Lawrence and that that group of AFC quarterbacks. So that I mean, he's going to get better and better, and I think that team is going to get better and better. Um, yeah, I mean, what NFC quarterback do you put, like if we're talking about futures, do you put ahead of those five? That's a great question. I, I, I mean, I think I think Hertz is in the discussion, but I don't I don't know if I'd have faith in him as being his ceiling being near those those guys that we just mentioned. Um, you know, if you kind of go division by division. You know, the, the NFC East, you know, it's it's Dak. I think we saw what his ceiling is. I don't think the Cowboys can ever win a Super Bowl with him. Um, but the NFC South, uh, that that division is in quarterback hell right now um, with Brady retiring and the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers, not even really sure who's going to play quarterback for those guys. And that's, you know, when we go to the North, my division, you know, we got Cousins, we got Goff and, and Rodgers and Fields. That's why I feel I feel hope because I feel like as we sit here today, we we have a guy that we can build around and, and become one of the upper echelon quarterbacks in the NFC. Um, even even in the West, uh, what Gino, Brock Purdy, if that's the guy, um, uh, who else out there? Um I do, I do appreciate your faith in, uh, in I can't think of his name, Chicago's quarterback, because I, I still don't. Obviously a fantastic <laughs> runner, but, but, he, but I mean, I've seen that come and go. Robert Griffin was that. Terrell Pryor was a great runner. I just haven't seen him make enough of the throws yet for me to be able to say that he can ever be like a top echelon quarterback. Now, that, that, he has the arm fair. for it. That's fair to ask that. But I also, I mean, we, we need to at least put the facts on the table that arguably the worst offensive line and arguably maybe the worst set of receivers in the league. So I, I just want to sure. see, I want to sure. see him play with a level playing field. And But is he, he Lamar? I don't know. But I I don't know. No. I, I I think he's a better thrower. I, when he came from Ohio State, well, he wasn't ever known for his rushing ability. I mean, he was. Sure. He came. He was. He was a really. I mean, he's a skilled passer. I mean, him and Trevor Lawrence, I thought were neck and neck coming out of that draft as passers, and we didn't. We haven't seen it yet. We've seen glimpses. You're right, and we've seen him be impactful as a playmaker at this point. Uh, yeah, I think next year is going to be a show me year if we can bring in a couple more weapons, solidify the offensive line. Um, but I do have faith. I think I think it's there, and I'm excited. Um, but I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because I've been down that road and I it did not go well. So we'll just play a wait and see. We'll, again. we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. And now I mean, I mean, listen. I hope you're right. The the Colts. 
I'm I'm wildly interested in what the Colts are going to do. I I mean I I think the Colts might be one of the teams that trade up and take take the Bears spot at one and and take Bryce Young and I I can't wait to see how that plays out if that's if that's the route they go. Um, that, so yeah, I mean that's for a different show. But I don't I mean no quarterback that small has worked out. Baker hasn't worked out. Two is not working out. I mean the only one that's worked out that that that's that size is Breeze. So he can be all that the talent and the intelligence that he wants to be, but is physically he going to work out? Can he see over the six, seven linemen that are only getting bigger? Sure. I don't know. It's a gamble Russell, at one with him. Russell Wilson did for a while. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, Russell Wilson had unbelievable teams. I think we're seeing a little bit more sure. of what, what Russell Wilson is now. Fair point. Um, Andy Reid. I mean, are we talking about one of the, like, what, the 10, 12 greatest coaches ever? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, when you were saying that, I was sitting here wondering if you were going to go, are we putting him up there with Belichick now? And I was, I was going to, to honestly be able to say, I don't know how you can't say that he's obviously doesn't have the Super Bowl rings, but, you know, success wise, I mean, and schematically, I would say he's every bit as good as Belichick. Uh, maybe not defensively, but offensively, you know, I think he's every bit as good as Belichick. And people certainly seem to enjoy playing for him more, which I think matters. Yeah. So um, I would certainly have him in the top 10. I can't think of 10 people right now that I would in any way put in front of him. I can think yeah. of, you know, Belichick. I, I mean, are you putting Shula in front of him? Oh my gosh! Uh, well, I mean, I, don't, I, I haven't really ranked coaches. You know, maybe necessarily like we've yeah. you and I have ranked quarterbacks, or, or even like I think we should do that. We might have to do that. That might be. I think that we should do that. Uh, but I, I think I think Reed's in the conversation, in the top ten for sure. I mean, he's got the regular season wins, regular regular season accolades, got the Super Bowl. Third Super Bowl appearance now. He's done it with two organizations. His offenses are consistently going back for 20 years. You know the top five offenses every season. Yeah, he's he's got he's got it all. And what I love about his teams is they they're they're creative and they find different ways to get the ball into playmakers' hands. We've seen it. They have such an interesting, fun collection of plays inside the 10 yard line inside the five yard line where you're like, damn, I wish my team did that. You know, why do they make it look so easy? And my team struggles to get two yards uh, inside the five yard line. And, mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I think that's just his, his, he's got such a creative brain and he's able to apply it with the guys that he has on the team. And uh, yeah, I give him props. I think they're incredibly fun to watch. It, it reminds me of like, how the Warriors were four and five years ago when everybody else was just playing ISO ball, but the Warriors were playing this just beautiful brand of basketball that was mm -hmm. unbelievably fun to watch. So, yeah, yeah I, I do think, like you're saying, creative-wise, they are an exceptionally fun team to watch. You know, I, I think the only one that I can think of that was close to them was Miami this year, who ran some awfully creative and, and fast-placed fun plays. So, yeah, yeah super fun. So I, 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 we we both like the Chiefs. I, I'm, I decided that I'm, I'm betting. I'm not betting the Chiefs money line. I'm just betting uh, Mahomes MVP. 
um, okay. at plus 125 because I've made the argument that the Chiefs win this game, Mahomes win MVP. I do like Pacheco in this game. I I think he's going to make some plays out of the backfield. I don't know if they're necessarily going to be pounding the ball 18 times to Pacheco, but I think combined rushing receiving, I like him in this game. Um, uh, some of their, their play designs I think might be tailored to his strengths. He's really shown up the last couple of games for them, so I like him in the game. Anyone that you like outside of Mahomes on offense for the Chiefs uh, to make a player too. Kelsey, obviously. Kelsey. Predictable. Um, Smith-Schuster. What's that? It's, it's predictable, predictable, obviously. The Kelsey thing's predictable. But, you know, I really think that you should throw a little bit of money down on him for, for MVP, too. I mean, I don't know what his number is, but if he catches 120 yards and two touchdowns, very possible that he has that. So, Plus 1,200. Um, oh, yeah. I would throw a little down on that. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look at, at the distribution of plays throughout the postseason for them, he has seven more touches or catches than anybody else and something like 11 more targets, has three touchdowns over, you know, 230 yards in two games. So, I mean, he's having, he's having a, an awfully good season uh, in the postseason. So, I like him. Um, like you said, Pacheco can be good. Um McKinnon, in all honesty, you know, if if they are taking Kelsey out of the play by doubling him with a safety or with a linebacker, that leaves um, um, McKinnon open in the slot to catch some of those dump downs and then have a little bit more space. So I could see him getting a couple of good dump downs and, and good gains as well. So he could come in handy as well. All right. Any final words? Um, I'm looking forward to this game. Um, I think that, you know, we both say Kansas City, but really the, this kind of is the, the one that in the last few years that I have not been able to pick. Um, I was surprised when I saw that Philadelphia is favored. It uh, does not make sense to me. I know that you said that you think they have a better team, but but how do they favor anybody really over Mahomes in a situation once he's made it this far? It's almost like betting against MJ in the finals. So, yeah, I, I expect it to be a really, really good game. And I, I hope the over hits. Chiefs in the over, that's our play. Um, I'm with you. I, I think I just can't, I can't bet against Mahomes, especially as a dog. I know, I know. Two years ago, how, how it looked, but I think they may have learned from that, um, and uh, I expect their game plan to be geared to, especially protect Mahomes, get uh, get a get a get a reasonable start. Also, I like Mahomes to throw a touchdown pass in the first quarter at plus one fifty five. I love that as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach. Final game of uh, the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three season. Uh, Glad to have talked it over with you before to the game. Thanks for being on. Hey, thank you, sir. And, and sometime, come back for golf. Looking forward to having you back. I, I will try. I will try. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story. I, I, I texted you and Johnny, give me your golf plays. Give me your golf picks. And then uh, 
I totally blacked out and forgot to post them last night. Whoops. Uh, my bad. Which is extremely disappointing because if the one <laughs> pick that I took <laughs> happens, I'm going to be so dis. I just want to say on here that I took Ricky Fowler to win this week. So if it does happen, there's proof right here. Um, I'll make yeah, sure, I'll make sure everyone knows you're a genius. Yes. No, I just wanted to be the guy that picked it when Fowler happened. And if Butch Harmon is saying that they're working back together and he expects Ricky to win a tournament this year, I trust Butch Harmon. And if he if he's going to win a tournament, Phoenix is where he's played arguably his best golf. Absolutely. So, all right. Yes. All right. Your best bets. Third episode of the week. Uh, we've 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 gotten through a lot this week, and uh, we'll be back next week to. Break down the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Maybe talk about Super Bowl. NBA trade trade deadline was crazy as well. Maybe we'll talk about that next week as well. So thanks for listening. Catch you next time.